0: This sermon was recorded at Church of the Ascension, an Anglican parish in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, whose mission is to be a worshipping community that equips God's people and shares Christ's healing with a broken world. For more information, please visit ascensionpittsburgh.org. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, come and open our hearts to your word and to your presence. Give us grace, Jesus, to know you as the good shepherd. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. When we get anxious, like we all are right now, three fundamental questions arise in our hearts. Is God with us? Will he provide for us? Will he protect us? As it turns out, those are the three questions that David answers in Psalm 23. So if you have Psalm 23 there in front of you, I want you to turn to it. Now, Psalm 23 is quite familiar to people in our culture because many Christian traditions for centuries have used it in our funeral liturgies because it mentions the valley of the shadow of death. The psalm, therefore, has gotten associated with death. A closer look, however, reveals that the psalm is actually about a wonderfully abundant life, even if it's lived in the face of significant challenges. It teaches us about God's provision, God's protection, and God's presence. So let's look at Psalm 23 and unpack these themes. As we start into the psalm, we notice the words in most Bible translations, a psalm of David. As we dive into the psalm, it's helpful to remember that when David wrote it, he was drawing on his own experience as both a shepherd and a king. And so as he's thinking of the Lord and his life, he's applying his lessons as shepherd and king to his experience of God as shepherd and king. And so, if your anxiety like mine is leading you to ask, will God provide for me? David answers that question with a resounding yes. Using the images of pasture and table, David evokes a sense of abundance and deep satisfaction. With the Lord as our shepherd, we can lack nothing. That's what I shall not want means. It doesn't mean that we don't want things. It means that we shall never lack anything that we need because the Lord is our shepherd. He leads us to pastures with new, supple, spring grass, David says. Pastures that have fresh, spring-fed pools of water. And then with the Lord as our host, in verse 5, we find ourselves welcomed as a guest to a table prepared for us. Those are two different images. There's not a table set there for sheep in the pasture. David changes the image. There's pastures and there's a table. And as host, the Lord invites us to that table and we find our heads anointed and our cups full. Not only are we God's sheep, but we're his guests at his table. Even more wonderfully still, David didn't live long enough to see this, but were invited to God's table as sons and daughters, as his children. These rich images of pastures and table invite us to trust and receive all that God has for us. God will provide. But before we get ahead of ourselves and think that Psalm 23 promises toilet paper and Walmart, <laughs> we need to see how David applies the image. He makes it clear that the focus of Psalm 23 is not on stuff, the focus of Psalm 23 is on our soul, the Hebrew word nephesh, our, our breath, our essential being, our emotions and desires. And that when God restores our souls, literally when God brings our souls back, we walk in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. God's provision then, God's grace, restores us to who God intends us to be and transforms us into the people he wants us to be. So there may be times in our lives when money is tight and circumstances are difficult, But even in those times, David promises, our souls can find refreshment in God's presence. That's interesting to note that the images of both God as shepherd and God as host have explicit mention of a darker reality. We have enemies from which God must protect us. The table where we feast is in the presence of our enemies— in the presence of those who trouble us. And getting to the green pastures requires us going through the valley of the shadow of death. These canyons, if you will, with steep walls that the shepherd would lead the sheep through, but the sheep don't have the perspective, and all they know is they're being trapped. God will lead us through those places. Ultimately, God's presence Is our protection. David declares, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. It's interesting to note that David shifts from third person in the first three verses to second person. He addresses God directly I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Not the Lord is with me, but you are with me. Your rod and staff, comfort me. It's God's presence that delivers David from fear. David knows that the Lord wields both the rod and the staff. The rod for the enemies, for wolves and bears and thieves, and the staff for his sheep to guide them, to motivate them, to keep them from going astray. So if God is protecting us from our enemies, who are our enemies? Well, first of all, we know that our enemies are not flesh and blood. Paul clarifies that for us in Ephesians 6. He tells us that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. And so we can't invoke God to smite the people with whom we have political or philosophical or theological differences. They are not our enemies, Our enemies are the rulers, the authorities, the cosmic powers over this present darkness, the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places, is what Paul says in Ephesians 6. Satan, who comes to kill and to steal and to destroy, is our enemy. And so we look to our shepherd, who wields the scepter, who wields the rod, to protect us from him. Now, as with provision, we want to make sure that our expectations are realistic. Protection does not mean a problem-free life. Before David wrote Psalm 23, he spent years hiding in the wilderness while King Saul was hunting him and trying to kill him. His anointing by Samuel did not lead directly to the throne. It led through the valley of the shadow of death. Likewise, God's protection still allowed a Jewish couple in Jesus' day to give birth to a blind son. God's protection today may allow for illness and death. What it won't allow is separation from him. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. That brings us to the real point of the psalm all the way through. God's presence. Not just his provision and protection, but his presence with us. David pulls these images of pasture and valley and table together in a final image at the end of dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. He draws the image of God as shepherd and the God of host into the temple where the covenant God of Israel is is worshipped and experienced. He ties provision and protection into God's presence. The green pastures and the still waters that restore our souls are ultimately the presence of the Lord. David makes this point by using the same word for restoring our souls and dwelling in the Lord's house. And he picks an unusual word. The word he uses in Hebrew is shuv, which means to return or to repent. And he uses that word as a way of returning our souls to us, in verse 3, and of returning to the Lord, coming back to the Lord, in verse 6. We shuv, we turn back to the Lord, we repent of our sin, we come into the house where he dwells, and we dwell with him there forever. The refreshment of our souls and the dwelling in the Lord's house require us to repent and to come home and to find our true life in the presence of God. And when we come home, we find goodness and mercy. Two really big words in the Old Testament. Tov, good, chesed, mercy. Come up over and over again. God looked at creation and said it was tov, it was good. And God's chested is his mercy that calls us into relationship with himself. His goodness and mercy are the green pastures and the still waters where our souls are restored. His goodness and mercy are the oil on our head and the wine in our cup at God's table. Goodness and mercy allow us to walk with confidence and joy through any circumstance because we know. The Lord is with us. Now, in light of what David puts before us in Psalm 23, I can't promise that you will stay healthy throughout this pandemic. I can't promise that everyone you know will stay healthy or even live through it. What I can promise is that as you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you need not fear any evil because Jesus the good shepherd is with you. His ruling scepter, his rod, and his shepherd's staff are your comfort. He is there to provide. He's there to protect. And ultimately, in this life and the next, his goodness and mercy will follow you. God is with us. God will protect us. God will provide for us. He is our shepherd. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you come and manifest your presence in our hearts, our minds, our imaginations? Will you call us back, call our souls back into refreshment in you? Call us back into the temple, into where you dwell, Holy Spirit, help us to feel the depths of our hearts, your presence with us in the midst of our anxiety, in the midst of these challenging days, so that though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil because you're with us. We pray all this in your name, Jesus. Amen.